Welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Hello, family. I hope you guys are doing well. It has been a wonderful um, week. I should say, you know what? It hasn't been a wonderful week. (laughs) But I will say this. I'm making it. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. It hasn't been horrible. It's just... You know, me and the Lord are are working through some stuff and I'm figuring some things out with him. And yeah, I'm just like rediscovering who I am and and what about me makes him choose me, you know. Um, And so I'm looking for the logical (laughs) purpose and reason behind things. And he's just like, because I love you, because I choose you. So anyway, um, so, but it, it, it overall, it has been a wonderful week, but except for that part, I was just thinking about it. Like, I don't want to lie to the people. This is the reality. So, yeah, uh, today was a great day, though. Uh, I hope you guys, this 4th of July was amazing. Um, I did want to share a quick testimony that I had that happened to me. So, when I was living in New York a few months back, I had just come from a flight from whatever city I was in to back to New York. And it was a really late flight. So I ended up getting back probably around 1230 AM. I get my bags. I head out to the Uber area and I order an Uber or Lyft, a Lyft. So I order this Lyft and I get into the Lyft. I had two, I had one carry on one large suitcase and a backpack and my ukulele. And I take that ukulele everywhere because um, you never know when you need to break out in song. And so I was like, okay, I want to always be ready. And I love to play. I love to play the ukulele just, just because like riding on a trolley or just, if I had a minute, I would just play it and I could write a song. I only know like four or five chords and I can write a song using those four or five chords, super easy. And I can write like 10 different songs with those simple chords, so I would take that thing with me on every flight with with me everywhere I went. And this particular night, I got back super late. I was distracted because when I arrived at my hotel back in New York, um, literally the hotel, I looked at the hotel and I said, WTF, like where the <laughs> what? Like, why does it look like this? Why was it over $100 plus for a night? Um, because I was actually I had somewhere to stay, but I wasn't able to, you know, go there that late at night. So I needed to just a one nighter, you know. So I walked up to check into this place. I leave, you know, I get out of my Uber. I mean, my Lyft. I get out of my Lyft, um, go inside, and I'm super, super tired. I um, go to check in, and the guy is checking in somebody else, and he's like, "Okay, so sixty and I'm like, 60? I paid $130 for this room. <laughs> so I was heated. So long story short, I wake up. Uh, I go to sleep. Oh my gosh, y'all. First of all, I get into the room. And when I turn the lights on, roaches scattered. Baby. This was, okay. Now, <laughs> let me just give a disclaimer here. I do not just sleep anywhere. I'm real funny about where... I sleep. I'm funny about the atmosphere. Plus, like, you know, I'm the type of person I take a sheet and a pillowcase with me because I like to sleep in my own pillowcase, my own sheet. Like, I'm really like that. I take wipes, Clorox wipes. I wipe everything down. 
everything. Uh, and then I'm still careful, you know, but this place was, it was very last minute when I found out I wasn't able to check into the actual spot that I was supposed to stay in. I had to book this one last minute because I re- I didn't realize I, I said, let me check. I was at the airport. My flight was boarding and I said, let me check and see what time my check-in is. I may need to call them and let them know that I'm going to be late. And when I looked, it said for the following day, not that night. So I said, oh my gosh. So I had to book something super fast before I got on my plane. So I'm just letting y'all know why. And I still picked something, you know, moderate. I was like, okay, a hundred and something is a lot for one night, but I don't want to say nowhere where it looks crazy and the pictures look nice. They kind of sold me a false, you know, anyway. So I get inside the room. I turn the lights on. Roaches go scattering. I'm like, what the actual hell is going on? (laughs) So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really just. I'm, I don't know what to say, y'all. I have pictures. I wish I could show y'all the pictures. <laughs> like, there was trash inside of the little dresser drawer thing, which I didn't discover uh, until I woke up because I wasn't touching nothing that night. I didn't even shower. Like, there was hair on the towels. The roaches were scattering in the bathroom. There was mold in the bathroom. The ceilings were peeling. Um, there was, like, somebody threw the equivalent of, like, chocolate or gel or something on the bathroom door so the doors were filthy um you name it I was just like wow and then the bed itself I was I was scared so I left the pillows and stuff I didn't want to wrap up in the sheet so I ended up um just like laying right on top of everything but I put like my little jacket down first and I wrapped up in my other jacket and I had like a sweater and a jacket so I put my sweater down like a like a sheet and then I wrapped up in my put my other jacket on and that's pretty much how I slept that night it did get cold so I ended up um kind of putting a little sheet over me but I was so scared y'all I put my luggage in the middle of the floor so it wouldn't be up against any walls or anything and I didn't unpack anything I just left everything in its suitcase and kind of stacked up uh in the middle of the room so that I would not take take any critters back with me so anyway I I wake up in the morning and I end up um you know catching an uber to work I had to go to the salon that day and then I was going to catch another uber or lyft or whatever was cheapest um to my studio that I was staying in which was super nice okay super super nice it was what I was used to so I get to I get ready to leave the place and I'm like, where's my ukulele? Where is it? I can't find it anywhere. Um, I call, I'm thinking, is it at the airport? No, I remember getting in the the lift with it. So long story short, I left it in the lift and the lift driver drove off. So I messaged um, the lift driver through the app and he finally responds. And actually it took him a minute to respond. And then I text some friends and I was like, look, you know, I want my knife back. <laughs> so when I was in ministry school, they told a story about a man who had inherited this knife from his like great, great, great grandfather. And he went on a fishing trip or hunting trip or whatever and misplaced it. And he was so hurt. He was angry for a while, but then he finally just said, you know what, God, I want my knife back. And when he got home, back to his home, his, the knife was sitting on his dresser. And he knew he had taken it on a trip. He used it on the trip. 
but he said he doesn't know if God just heavenly, like just dropped it out of, I don't know, but he said that it's something about being indignant about, um, what you, you know, want from the Lord. And, and I can definitely agree that that's how God moves. You know, sometimes we have to stand flat foot and it's not in, and I have so much to say, but it's not in, it's not like you're coming at God or you're coming for him, like you fussing, but it's like, God, no, you said this. So I'm standing that I believe you. Uh, I, this is not even what I was supposed to talk about today. But I remember when my husband and I were uh, trying to conceive and I was I was working towards this place in God that where I could request from him in that way that was like putting a um, putting a demand on God. But what I realized is, (laughs) let me just tell you what happened. So I actually was coming at God like. I can't remember like exactly how I said it, but it was like, um, you, like, you better, you better, you know, you better give us these children. Like I was really going in and I want to say this to you. God is so sweet, man. He was like, daughter, I love you. He said, you need to take some of that bass out your voice. (laughs) He basically said, take some of that bass out your voice. Um, because we're not enemies. And it reminded me of something I, I would tell my husband all the time when we first got married. I was so excited to be his wife and that I tried to do everything right, but I was still getting it wrong. And I couldn't understand what was offending him. And so I used to always tell him, like, look, babe, we wearing the same jersey. We're on the same team. If I offend you, you need to tell me what I did. You cannot ice me out for two weeks and not talk to me. Like, that's not going to be helpful for the team. <laughs> you know, we're not on opposing teams where you're going to get on your bus and go your way and I'm going to get on mine. Like, we're going to the same place. <laughs> we were in the same jersey. You know, I tried to talk to him where he can understand. I said, look, we on the same team, babe. So tell me how I offended you unless you just want to be mad, which that's not fair to me. You know, like, tell me what I did so I can get it right. Because honest to God, before the, before, the, before God and my family, I don't want to hurt you. I would not ever want to do that intentionally. So if you don't tell me, how will I know? And how can I fix it? You know, how can I grow and get better if you don't tell me? And so I feel like the Lord was like, hey, love. We're on the same, we're wearing the same jersey. We're on the same team. We are, you know we're going in the same bus heading to the same direction i am not your enemy here but you can put me in remembrance of my word because i did tell you that's okay but let me show you how to do it (laughs) you know he kind of like he kind of pulled back and i want to say this my husband and i were never we never uh, able we were never lord help me we never conceived children together but we were on the brink of something when he died we had reached the pinnacle and the height of everything about being about to break in our lives. And that's part of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. Um, but to finish my testimony um, with the ukulele, so 
the man, I said, I want my knife back. I told my girls, I'm like, look, I need prayer because this money that was supposed to come in is held up. And my ukulele, the man is not responding. And I know he has it, you know. So it was like that same day. That's why you need praying friends, okay? They must have prayed because the man within that within the hour it was like I sent them that text. And then it was like 20 minutes later, I get a message through Lyft from him like, I got your ukulele. And I'm like, yes. So I began to rejoice, but I didn't follow through. And I tried to reach him again a week later, and I never heard back from him. And this time it was done. And so I said, well, and now I'm, you know, in Texas for the majority of my time. Um, so even if he did respond, I don't know how I would get my ukulele back. So I just chalked it up as a loss. And um, God has t- taken me on a journey of rediscovering his love for me. And so today was just, he was a husband to me today, y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm blushing because today I walked in, uh, I was with my aunt, I did her hair and uh, we went to lunch after. And then she said, let's go to the resale shop. And I'm like, okay, a little thrift store. We go into the little thrift store and I'm burning up hot. I'm super full. Um, I had a margarita with her. So my arms is all heavy. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but I knew I could tell she wanted me to hang with her. So I did. I went, you know, and I found a little, a little top and a little skirt, you know, for $5. I'm like, okay, this is nice. She was like, try it on, sis. I said, auntie, I do not want to take my clothes off. No. You know, she was like, come on, sis, please, come on. I said, oh, my gosh. So I go over there. I try on my little stuff. I'm like, I'm glad I did because two of the shirts I had picked out I didn't want. And so I put them back. But, yo, when I walked around the corner to go try on the clothes, lo and behold, there was a bag that said, I don't know how to pronounce it, koala or whatever, koala. And that's the brand that makes the ukulele that I had. And I said, are you kidding me? Is this a ukulele in this bag? And I opened the bag, and sure enough, it was a it was a ukulele. Um, it looked exactly like the one I had lost. <laughs> and it had, you know, I mean, it was, it was perfectly tuned. I took it out of the bag. I started playing it right there. I was so excited, y'all. And I actually purchased it uh, because a brand new one would have been... Um, way more expensive, but this one was like priced perfectly. So I just thought about the Lord and I'm like, how sweet is he? Even when we are fighting against um, what, like, I didn't want to go in that store. I didn't want to uh, (laughs) try on any clothes, but he took me on a path to, to show me that First of all, all things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. All things work together. So I want to just declare to you, even in your with your bad attitude, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not perfect and happy and smiling all the time. I have my moments where I'm like, I, I don't want to be bothered, you know, or I, I may have an attitude or I may not be in, in the mood for people. And so it's interesting because... He he uses those moments when I'm off my game, when I'm not spiritually uh, inclined towards him. (laughs) And I'm just really like, you know, frustrated and not myself. And he uses those moments to bless me and surprise me. So I just wanted to share that testimony and um, hopefully encourage somebody like, 
first of all, you know, I, I didn't really go hard. I just thought maybe that was it. Then I, I have to just order a new ukulele. But actually, God surprised me today and he blessed me with one. And, you know, it's the sweetest thing. I think I'm just really grinning from ear to ear that he listens to our heart's desire and is mindful of those things. So, but back to what I really wanted to really discuss today is um, it kind of ties into me losing my ukulele and how that whole thing went down. But it was something on my spirit uh, that I wanted to share with you guys really quickly. And that is, I don't know how I want to word it, but um, don't, it's like, so God showed me like a plane that's taking off and how when the plane is taking off and until it gets to cruising altitude, you cannot walk around the plane. You have to stay in your seat. You have to keep your seatbelts fastened until you reach, they reach cruising altitude. And then the pilot will turn off the seatbelt sign and then you can get up and stretch and go to the bathroom and all those things, right? So the Holy Spirit was telling me some things are about to begin to break out. And this is not just for me, but this is in your life. So this is a prophetic word and a declaration for you. So listen up. He said some things are about to break out in your life. Um, major, like you're about to take off in some areas in your life. And man, I keep, I'm sitting, okay, let me not, let me stay focused. So, <laughs> so he said, but he said, don't take your, don't get comfortable yet. Complete the takeoff. Get to cruising altitude. I will let you know when to take the seatbelt off. So what does that look like and what does that mean practically? It means God is saying, first of all, don't stop contending. Like, okay, you see a little breakthrough. You see a little something happening. Don't stop contending um, and get comfortable thinking, okay, I've arrived. I'm here. You know, this this thing is happening for me. Um, he's saying, do continue to do due diligence that this is a time more than ever. I remember I was on a flight once when we were taking off and we had to go through uh, some really thick clouds. And I realized that when the clouds, when you're passing through clouds, you experience a different kind of turbulence because I think that the clouds are actually passing through the engine. I don't know how that works, but I can tell the weather when you're going through a cloud versus when you're just in clear skies. And so we were taking off and we were going up through the clouds and it was this little beater plane from um, from San Francisco to, to Redding, California. So the plane was already a little bitty. It sounded like a wind-up toy. It was just like this, like it was a small little plane. It was just the scariest thing. We It didn't even have one of those um, little tubes that you walk through to get to it. We walked onto <laughs> the the tarmac. Of the, we were on the, we were outside, <laughs> basically. We had to come out the door, walk up to the plane and get on it because it was such a small plane. And the plane was going through the clouds to ascend. And the turbulence was deathly scary. Like, I'm like, Lord, I repent for all my sins. <laughs> Please take me home. <laughs> this, 
because I just knew we were about to die because the way that thing was just like bouncing in the air, it was crazy and dipping and all of this madness, right? But then we made it through that and all was calm. And I hear the Lord, it was, it's like he's saying um, that in those time, like this is a time where it's not time to get up and to um, lose focus and to, to, to try to, you know, walk around in, in this atmosphere. He's saying, sit down, buckle up. And some of us, and this is not to say you're afraid, but some of us, we've been waiting for a breakthrough for so long. You're going to have to white knuckle some situations. That means what? Keep your mouth closed about some things. There are some people in some situations maybe that aren't really your friends and you want to just share all the good news. Don't do it. But listen, listen, something happened to me recently and it was a good thing. And I said, I've been waiting so long on my breakthrough. I won't, I'm not even going to risk telling even the closest person to me because this needs to happen this breakthrough has to happen. So I'm not sharing it. So that's one. Keep your mouth closed. Don't post it on social media. Don't um, tell. Don't talk about it. Just hold it. Hold it. Something's happened and and people may be upset and they're like, well, why didn't you tell me? Like, girl, look, once, when I went to Steve Harvey, when I was on the Steve Harvey show and I couldn't tell anybody, I couldn't tell family or anything. They required us to be silent. They said, don't mention it until it airs and we'll let you know when you can tell. And so, you know, I had some family that was really upset with me. And I was like, look, I blamed it on this, the producers. I was like, look, they said, don't say nothing. I had to obey my instructions, instructions that I was given. Because guess what? They told me later the show was not actually even approved fully. Like, I had to actually travel through those clouds to get, the, you know what I'm saying? The, my, my old pastor who, God rest his soul, just died recently, he said to us, he said, you're in the ring, and it's right now it's, it's two against one. It's you, God, against the devil. You're in the ring. You're in a winning fight. The enemy puts pressure on us to start running our mouth and telling other people that you got other stuff to fight. I had a friend recently tell me how she went to out of the country for an extravagant trip and she had a great time. She took all these pictures and, you know, we saw the wonderful time she had. But then when I spoke to her, this is the part she didn't post. She said, I went through so much warfare and so much hell. And I was like, really? She said, I should have never posted anything about it. I said, yes, girl. I don't post stuff till I'm, I'm already at the place or I'm headed back. Or, you know, especially when I'm going to be on a plane because I do not like turbulence. And folks be praying against, you don't even know. And I'm, I want to clarify this. I don't want you guys to have a spirit of fear. That's not what this is. It's not fear. But if you feel that thing bubbling up where you get excited and you feel like you've got to tell somebody, that's not God. That's likely the enemy. That excitement, that bubble up, let that subside. Be excited for yourself. Record yourself a video and tell yourself, girl, guess what just happened to me? <laughs> you know, and let it be good for you and you alone until you 
arise out of those clouds and you are actually in cruising altitude. Then, and you'll know it. I'm telling you, you'll know it. Um, there is a scripture in Esther where Esther's uh, Esther's uh, um, uncle, Mordecai, he had just saved the king. And he, he stopped them, the men, from killing the king. And then it looked, I looked at the scripture and it says that he went back to his position on the wall, so to speak. I'm par- I don't know if that's exactly what it says. But he went back to his former job and, and set to do what he, what he was doing before. He didn't, you know, stand up and, where's my honor? You know, y'all, I just saved the king. Like, telling everybody, like, he just went back to what he normally does. So that's the second point. Do what you do. Just keep doing what you do because the favor is already there upon your life. The doors are opening for you. I see it happening. This is an ascension that is happening in the spirit and it's happening in the natural for you. Um, But just continue to do what God has called you to do. Yes, contend. Yes, buckle up, babe, because it's about to be a ride. It's going to be amazing. But until you're at cruising altitude, cruising altitude is where it's um, like I'm talking, I'm thinking about my former pastor again, but he talks about being established. He said, you can be, you can be prospered, but it's a difference from prospering and being established in that thing. Prospering can be fleeting, but when you're established, there's no moving you. That's it. You're there. You know, it's just like certain um, stars. I look at Tabitha Brown. If y'all don't know her, look her up on social media. She went from nothing and just posting her little videos online to going viral. And now she's got clothes in Target. She's got million-dollar deals. She's working with different people. She's got her own little TV show for kids. She's got cookbooks and things. You know, she's just really doing everything. But it was almost like she was an overnight success when when I'm listening to her book now, she's been already been coming all this time. She's been coming. We didn't know what was going on behind the scenes, but she was coming. And and so I just want to encourage you, some of some of us, it's going to be like that. But it's not everything that we post on social media that we say we just need to continue to be faithful to do the mundane things, even when something major happens. It was major for Mordecai to save the king the way he did. That was major. But he went back to his post and he continued to do his work day by day. I pray that Lord will give us wisdom on how to move in this new, unusual season that we are stepping into in the name of Jesus. So lastly, um, the third thing is wisdom. It is asking the Lord for wisdom because going to those higher heights, um, getting to that cruising altitude, getting to that place where you can relax and take off your seatbelt and stretch your legs and go to the bathroom, do all the things like be in a place of peace and comfort you still need God. You know, we still need, in Deuteronomy, it talks about the, do not forget the Lord. When you get your paneled houses and your, your this and your that, don't forget him. Don't forget where we've come from, you know. And so God says, if we ask for wisdom, he said, I'll give it to you liberally. Liberally, he said, I'll, liberally does not mean I'm going to give you a little bit. No, he's saying, I'm going to give you a lot. 
So we need to ask. And there's other scriptures in, I think it's in uh, it's a Proverbs where it talks about wisdom cries out in the streets. Like, I think that, it, <laughs> I was just about to say, I think that wisdom is the principal thing. And that's the scripture. Wisdom is the principal thing. And so in all that getting, get an understanding. So let us let us ask God for wisdom as we navigate in these new seasons. So keeping our mouths shut, keeping our uh, integrity intact, doing the things that we would do if if somebody was watching, doing the right things when nobody's looking, you know, staying on our post. Don't just don't stop because what's coming is coming and it's going to elevate you out of the mundane. It's going to elevate you out of the everyday. It's just going to automatically snatch you up. I don't think Tabitha Brown could be regular anymore if she tried. She's just not anymore. <laughs> you know, if she was a teacher or working a nine to five, she could not go back to that job. She has to be elevated in her new season. And I think she's handling handling it gracefully and she's handling it well. We don't see everything that's going on behind the scenes. I know sometimes she'll get on social media and say, well, I had a rough day today. This was this was hard today. But um, one thing I know is I see the joy. I see the favor that is opening up uh, before her. And it was just because she continued to do what she knew. Um, and even listening to her book, she's, you know, asking God specifically for some things and God is answering. So that's all I had to say. I know I said it was going to be quick. Um, It was actually longer than I thought it was going to be. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word. God, seal it in the hearts of your people and seal it in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I declare and decree uh, that, that this is lift off and take off time. I thank you, Lord God, that this is the time where even when astronauts take off and they go straight up, they are not walking around the ship. They are they there is a time and a season for everything under heaven and and during takeoff you do not you're not casually walking around you are literally realizing that this is life or death this is life and when a plane takes off they said that's this that's that's and when it lands is the time where you could die so i thank you lord that we would be aware of the time and the season that we're in and that we will walk accordingly in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we will be aware um, of this takeoff season and that we will be strapped in and locked down and ready. God, we know that you are the pilot and we trust you. God, we get on airplanes every year with perfect strangers. We don't know who's flying us. We don't know if they've been drinking. We don't know if they done beat their wife. Or not. We don't know anything. All we know is we are trusting that we're going to get to where we need to go safely. So Father God, we we know that you are the pilot and we just declare that we will get to where we need to go safely. God, give us wisdom. Father, give us humility. Give us the right heart to walk into the season that you have opened up for us and blossomed before us like a beautiful flower. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, and we say it is so. Amen. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I pray that this is a blessing to you. Send me a message if you want to, if you want to chat. And um, I will see you guys not next week. Our new schedule is every other week. So not next week, but the following week, uh, I will have another podcast for you in Jesus name. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.